Greetings. Welcome to part two of this series. Hi, Gayatri. Pleased to have you back and further our discussion on Virat Kohli. Hi, Neha. It was such a great experience reliving Virat Kohli's iconic Test and T20 innings in the previous episode. But now comes the exciting part: ODIs. Yes. Our next exciting portion will focus on Kohli's undeniable supremacy in white ball cricket, a testament to this legendary player. 43 ODI hundreds and how this is unparalleled in any other generation cricket. Virat Kohli has an unattainable and soon to increase 43 ODI hundreds in uh, one day international cricket. In modern day cricket, this is certainly something that is jaw dropping. He almost always ends up hitting the big ones to drive India home comfortably. He has scored 11,876 runs at an admirable average of 59.33. He's just six times away from breaking Master Blaster Sachin Tendulkar's record of 49 ODI hundreds. Injuries have sent him bother Kohli. He's among the fittest athletes in the globe, and based on the numbers of like five years, on an average, he plays over 22 ODIs every year. And along with the hordes of 80s and 90s, he also gets 3.5 hundreds a year at an average. So we can perhaps see him end his career having the most records in his name. Yes, he is way ahead of his contemporaries in ODI cricket, and his competition does not seem to be with the current generation, but with the past greats like Ricky Ponting and Sachin Tendulkar. That's so, true. The next thing we would I would like to focus on is the is is his conversion rate in ODI cricket and how number three is ideal for him. Okay. So in ODI cricket. Virat Kohli has a strike rate of ninety three point two five and a whopping average of fifty nine point three three. These are phenomenal numbers. Virat Kohli plays at number three for India, and in fifty overs, this batting position is considered very very important. A yeah. good number three ensures that when the top order performs, the momentum is carried forward, and on a bad day, the number three ensures that partnerships are strung with the middle order to stabilize the situation. Virat Kohli does both these things with equal ease. He is adept yeah. at both being the aggressor and playing the second fiddle when required. And in chases, his position becomes even more crucial. Virat Kohli's conversion rate is forty-three point one six percent. In the last ten years, Virat Kohli has scored runs while chasing at a staggering average of sixty-nine point three six, hitting twenty-six hundreds in that same period. Yes. And in successful for India in this said period. Virat Kohli has hit twenty-two hundreds. Yes, you heard that right, twenty-two hundreds. So more often than not, when he hits a hundred while chasing, India wins. So India has, in the last ten years, successfully chased down three hundred plus targets ten times in ODI cricket. And out of that, Virat Kohli has hit seven hundreds and a fifty in those matches with a whopping average of one forty-one point eight five. in these successful 300 plus chases in odia that's right gayatri i'd also like to pay attention to his conversion rate from 50 to 100 being nothing less than phenomenal time and again we've seen that kohli is a master chaser and flourishes under pressure over the years right from his debut out of kohli's 43 centuries most have come in winning causes kohli also enjoys an enviable average of 95.24 during successful run chases He is an excellent chase master and has always ensured that his heroics have put India on the winning track. The next point is the fastest century versus Australia in 2013. This innings does feature on the list as India was chasing down an unattainable 360 runs. Kohli masterfully played the Australian bowling attack, 
battered them mercilessly and coupled with Rohit Sharma, it was one of the most iconic partnerships they shared as the run fest was certainly a treat to the eyes. They effortlessly chased down the total and only brought up his century in just 52 balls, an Indian record. Yes, I remember this match particularly well. And I would like to add that the poem that I mentioned, that you mentioned in my introduction, that poem was a tribute <laughs> to this innings. Because okay. I remember this match and I was very worried that uh, after the excellent start that they got out and when Dhawan got out, I was worried that a new batsman might slow the tempo because he would take time to settle in. And the mammoth yeah. target didn't allow much time. But the way he started striking the ball, I was left astounded because he normally doesn't play like that. He's a very slow starter and then he starts hitting later in, later on in his innings. And he doesn't hit that many sixes because he prefers the low-risk approach. But that day, he started hitting sixes from the beginning and I was left wonderstruck. Yeah, that's 100% true, Gayatri. The next innings on focus is the 160 versus South Africa in 2018. In this match, which happened in Cape Town, Kohli and the visitors were combating a seesaw wicket because we saw that the ball was coming onto the bat particularly differently, right? At one stage, India was looking good for a score close to 350. However, we observed a twist in the tail as the wicket stumbled, but Kohli's run pursuit continued. His batting in the final 10 overs was a sight to behold as even though he had a tough time out in the middle, like in the early stages of his stay at the crease, he crafted a perfect 160. The South Africans could not match this prowess and Kohli took the match certainly away from them. Yes, this was a six-match series and India won the series 5-1 and it was India's <laughs> first yeah. ODI series win in South Africa. And it was only the second time that South Africa had lost five ODIs at home, which was a special feat. And Virat Kohli in this series was the man of the series with three hundreds that he hit. And from the Johannesburg test that we mentioned from the previous episode, India were on a roll, winning six matches. And this series was also important, keeping the 29 World Cup, 2019 World Cup in mind. Most certainly. Uh, moving on, the, the list would almost be incomplete without encapsulating the legendary knock of 183 versus Pakistan in 2012. The best save for the last. A day-night game, Pakistan, a record chase. This was the perfect recipe for a Kohli masterpiece. India had to chase down 330, a score they had never got to during the second innings at that time. This knock has a lot of significance as this was the starting point for Kohli, the masterful chaser, and set precedence for what we see now. It is also impossible to forget Kohli's animated celebrations after he reached the three-mark figure, chest pumping out, swaying his back with passion, and boy, was it a wild celebration. Kohli would eventually depart for 183, his highest ODI score to date. The number has some significance in Indian cricket, as you know, like Saurabh Ganguly and MS Dhoni have their highest ODI scores at 183, right? So this is the one innings that I personally remember vividly and have been waiting for him to you know, surpass this landmark number. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Kohli has always loved playing against Pakistan and he scores heavily in such matches. Rather than being bogged down by the pressure of this intense rivalry, he in fact relishes the challenge and takes it like an opportunity every time. That's true, yeah. I would have also loved to revisit and relive the 122 versus England in Pune, a very special innings. The 107 he scored versus Pakistan in the 2015 ICC World Cup, the Hobart Heroics, in 2012, his first ODI turn in 2009, and a lot of his other iconic innings at home and abroad. But owing to positive time, we will have to focus on these major innings and the context in which it came up. 
Next up, we would like to bring up the topic of Sachin Tendulkar and how Virat Kohli is always compared to him. Let's first evaluate how he interprets it. Look, with over 25,000 runs in international cricket and a century of century, Tendulkar has inspired an entire generation of Indian cricketers, including many of who are a part of the national team right now. But most importantly, Kohli worships this man. When Sachin Tendulkar retired from ODIs, nobody thought his achievements would be emulated. But Kohli's uh graph and the positive trend that he's displaying it it only shows that he is going to break those records he has always been the biggest fan of sachin tendulkar and often downplays the comparisons yes actually virat kohli has been very vocal against being compared to past greats and especially sachin tendulkar because he feels it is un- unfair to compare across eras and also he became a cricketer due to sachin tendulkar's influence and without that and without sachin tendulkar we wouldn't even have a kohli today so he feels that it comparisons don't make sense at all yes the next thing that i would like to discuss is the 2011 world cup and the fair and sachin tendulkar's farewell test in 2014 so virat okay. kohli has always expressed his respect and admiration of tendulkar openly but who can forget that incredible spontaneous gesture after the 2011 world cup trip his action yes. of carrying tendulkar on his shoulders and especially his statement that sachin tendulkar has carried the burden of indian cricket for 22 years and it's now time for us to carry him has become iconic another yeah. interesting thing was that in the final when sachin tendulkar got out in the world cup final virat kohli yeah. walked in as the next batsman so virat kohli recounts that innings and says there was pin drop silence in that capacity filled wankhede crowd which is normally <laughs> so noisy but due to yes. sachin tendulkar's dismissal it there was pin drop silence and he had to walk in during that situation so uh, sachin tendulkar walking out and virat kohli walking in is symbolic of the passing over of the baton from sachin tendulkar to virat kohli and we've obviously yeah. seen kohli grow to become the odi monster that he is right now so that is that becomes very symbolic there So similarly yeah. in his farewell test when uh, Sachin Tendulkar got out again it was Virat Kohli who walked in after him and the test yeah. mantle was similarly passed on from Tendulkar to Kohli again sounds almost like a fairy tale doesn't it yeah gayatri most certainly the way you uh, explain him carrying uh, Sachin Tendulkar on the shoulders it and I close my eyes I can literally imagine that thank you so much for bringing that up and yes yeah. it does sound like a fairy tale Next up is the stats comparison between these two modern greats and future predictions. Look, after two, 224 ODI matches, Virat Kohli is miles ahead of Sachin Tendulkar as far as batting numbers are concerned. In 216 innings, Kohli has accumulated 10,693 runs, while Tendulkar's tally stood at 8,350 from 217 innings. But more than the runs scored, it is the average and the numbers of numbers of centuries scored which tilts. the balance in kohli's favor kohli averages almost 60 in odis compared to sachin tendulkar's 42.60 and kohli leads by a staggering 17 centuries after 224 odis against sachin tendulkar scoring 2300 after an equal number of matches he is primed to break all records undoubtedly but it doesn't matter as cricket is the ultimate winner here and with us being witness to both generations of greatness we should relish and just enjoy this Absolutely I think if Virat Kohli plays the next 7 8 years of his life in the same form that he is playing in now 
he will surely break a lot of records and also two things which are very personal and i want kohli to achieve during the stage would be an odi double 100 and a t20 century both of which seem highly possible and i'm crossing my fingers that this will happen yeah gayatri we all hope for the same uh, the next crucial point of analysis is to evaluate his captaincy over the years so we are talking about the phase when he has handed over captaincy in 2014 and how he is a regular across formats right now for kohli the extra responsibility of being captain hardly makes any difference by the time he was leading the side in odis for the first time he already had 22 odi hundreds to his name ever since he took the mantle from ms dhoni he has added 21 more to his quota and like always he has a staggering average of 82.78 with the bat as a captain the way he took over the team and captained it in 2014 was just impressive even now he is the captain across all three formats and what he brings to the table is something so special and different he has certainly evolved as a captain i would actually like to disagree with that part where you said captaincy has not affected his batting it actually has affected it in a positive way because the added responsibility has led him to score more runs and more centuries because if you see his numbers he has more centuries as a captain than just as a player so the the most wonderful part for me of his, him getting captaincy was the smooth transition from ms dhoni to virat kohli and how he continued to take inputs from dhoni in limited overs cricket another aspect yeah. of his captaincy that i would like to bring up is his candid press conferences <laughs> where he does not shy away from accepting that the team failed in this part or they could have done better and he praises the opponents also profusely he is also yeah. very clear of the fact that decisions should not be judged on the basis of the results but on the process of making decisions itself because sometimes well thought out decisions aren't successful due to external factors like luck or chance so yeah. i think this press conferences uh, started with dhoni who uh, successfully handled press conferences and i think kohli learned from him and he has continued along the same line next up on our agenda is the 2019 world cup debacle and how india had fa- has fallen short in some events in spite of coming so close a lot of critics have often questioned captain kohli and some of the decisions he's taken there has also been a lot of criticism for the way he's played in the latter stages of major tournaments most notably the 2017 champions trophy dismissal which was one of the biggest talking points then the 2015 world cup dismissal in the semi final when the team needed him the most to you know chip in and contribute and the 2019 world cup semi final loss against new zealand are some among the many games where his performance would have certainly ensured that the team would have comfortably crossed the line but he was dismissed early and it clearly indicated that the team was over reliant on him this is in no way again downplaying his his other significant contributions but certain uh, selections and lack of judgment is something that can be evaluated with this we come to an end with part 2 of this three part series exclusively on virat kohli thank you gayatri it's been a pleasure working with you thank you neha because i am truly enjoying this exciting journey we started together with the first episode and i'm eagerly awaiting the last episode the responses to part 1 has been inspiring and motivating keep the support coming thank you so much listeners up next part 3 has gayatri and me evaluating kohli's poor run in england in 2014 his role in rcb and last but not the least a comparison with the contemporaries of his generation hoping you join us then as well also do check out at the rate never on the backfoot instagram for daily facts fun trivia and quizzes curated just for you 
Thank you so much, listeners. Goodbye for now.